This is episode 144, and I'm talking all about how to write subject lines that get your emails open. Welcome to the Content Queen podcast. I'm your host, Mariah, entrepreneur, featured writer, and storyteller of the Best Holistic Life magazine and founder of Content Queen. I'm here to teach you how to share your unique story, create content and market your business with strategy through the channels that work for you. Each week, I'll deliver a story to help you connect to a powerful strategy around marketing, business, and content creation. I'll also be joined by amazing souls and entrepreneurs who are here to share their own journey along with actual steps to help you take your business to a whole new level through amazing storytelling, powerful aligned marketing, and content strategy. Let's do it. Hello, gang. How are we all? Hope you're having an amazing week so far. Happy Tuesday, or where, whatever day you're listening to this on. You might not be listening to this as it comes out. Okay, so email marketing. I think it's one that we think is old school. We think we don't need to do it anymore. We have platforms like social media, but no, no, no. Email marketing is not dead. I don't think it ever will be dead. It just always needs to adapt, just like social media. We always need to adapt our strategies and the things we talk about and how we formulate an email. But I can tell you an email is a warm lead, a more qualified lead, and more in your space than someone that just follows you on Instagram and you know more about them. So I want to teach and help you with your email marketing. We have some amazing podcasts on email marketing, but I've had some recent experience with open rates and I want to share with you my open rate journey and how I've managed to increase it and just what that looked like and and how I played around with subject lines. And I'm still in the process of iteration. I don't think it ever stops, Um, but it's, it's just a really good chance to refresh your email marketing and especially your subject lines, because this is the thing when it comes to measurement, which is important. If we want to see what's quote unquote good or bad, which there's no good or bad, there's just working and not working. Um, we, we need to measure, we need to look at what is happening. So if you're listening to this, put some time in your calendar to look at your email open rates look at your click rates and just look at the metrics, right? And if you want more help on this, I do have my workshop on October 11, two time slots, 9 a.m., 6 p.m. So you can choose depending on where you are in the world or depending on how you learn. And we're going to go through and help you in 90 minutes, write down the metrics, make assumptions, learn what's working, learn what's not working in your content, make you a better plan so that you don't waste time on the things that don't work and you become more in alignment with your marketing and you know more so you can find the right clients, you can work with the right people, find the right customers, all of that that comes with creating good marketing and get your brand seen. And, you know, it's just a flow and effect with like once you are seen by more people, of course, generate more sales based on, you know, making sure everything is set up properly and you really then you learn more and it's this process this cycle of just bettering and bettering your marketing and your sales funnel and your business essentially then you save time because you know exactly what you need to do you're not sitting there trying to think of what you need to do you know what's happening and then you perfect the process and we know the more we do something the quicker it gets so 
It saves time, helps you with content ideas, helps you be consistent, and it helps move the needle in your business. So that is why measurement is so important. That is why I host this workshop. So join us October 11. You can click the link in the show notes. So what we want to do is we want to look at that. So if you take some time and have a look, I'll put in the show notes sort of the averages of open rates and things like that. Um, Depends on the industry. Uh, But if you want just right now a quick kind of overview average, the average open rate at the moment is around 21.33%. So it's actually probably not as high as you think. And it could be around 15 to 25% depending on your industry. The average click rate, so the amount of people that click on the links within your email is 2.62% on average. So they say between yeah, 2 and 3% is the average. Then of course, we've got an unsubscribe rate because you want that to be you know as low as possible. Uh, but that is on average 0.26%. So it should be under you know, half a percent. So pause this or put some time in your calendar just to see where you're at, right? And no judgment, no, oh my God, I'm not doing it properly. It's just like, okay, this is gonna become a focus. Email marketing might not have been a focus in your marketing strategy, but maybe it's something you wanna continue to improve. You don't have to switch overnight and create an email list or do any of that, but just start getting educated in this space so that when you do have time to make it a focus, you can, right? So what I'm, what is important with measurement is also understanding the averages. So that is the averages for email marketing. And of course it's averages for lots of different things, engagement rate, all those. If you come to my workshop, I have a slide showing you them so you can note them down and remember those because sometimes we have this unreal, unrealistic expectation of the averages of things. So that's why I wanted to clear that up before we dive into this episode, because you actually might be at a good standpoint and you just want to strengthen your email marketing. But before I go into the strategy and the tips, because I have like 15-ish tips to help you, um, or notes, should I say, I wanna share my experience. So I started my email list in 2020. Um, I started it on MailChimp. And what I did is I created a free content strategy template made on Excel. It's the one I still have, but it's been very refined and improved. So it is um, one of my most popular downloaded things for free. And I created a landing page on MailChimp and filtered people that way and had like a little mini email sequence, like here's the template and then a little bit about me. And you know, that's like a, a sales funnel email, which we have a whole podcast episode on that, which is very, very helpful, very good. Um, I'll put that in the show notes. I'll put the, both the email marketing um, podcast in the show notes if you want to go back over those and like actually start from this, you know, day dot. Anyway, I started on, on MailChimp. I didn't love MailChimp. Um, I would send out a, I think it was a weekly newsletter, just like kind of like the structure was the same all the time. It was a tip or this or that or whatever. And yeah, I didn't have a very big email list, um, but I just continue to grow. You have to start from zero or you have to start small. Then I was introduced to Flowdesk, very beautiful platform, very nice emails. So I spent some money because MailChimp was free and I invested in Flowdesk, loved Flowdesk, loved it was, everything looked so nice. It was really beautiful. And my email, my um, open rates skyrocketed when I went to, to Flowdesk, they were at like 50%. 
which I knew was like really high. I was really happy with that. And then what happened with my business as I progressed and changed systems, I moved over to Kartra, which I'm currently on now. If you don't know what Kartra is, it's kind of like a course platform where you can have, yeah, you can house your videos and everything, but it also has sales pages. So you can have your, you know, your pages for um, your website kind of thing. And you can take payments, you can have products. It's kind of like an all-in-one. It also has email marketing. So I moved over to Kartra and I saw a decrease, like dramatic decrease, and it got down quite low. So what I did in end of 2021 is like my email list. And, and when I, and this is why it's important to measure and look at things. When I looked at like where most of my sales came from, from my courses and things like that, and my, and my signups to certain things, it all came from my mailing list more so than social media. I'm sure those people came through social media at some point, obviously, um, but I made it a focus to really build my email list and work on my newsletter. And over the time I sort of tweaked my newsletter. So rather it being like, here's a tip, here's a this, here's a that. I made it more of like amusing. So like a, just, just a love note or a, a one page email, just summarizing things. And they're really popular at the moment and lots more entrepreneurs do them rather than like the, the newsletter type thing where we've got like one section, one section, one section. There's no right or wrong. It's totally up to you. So anyway, I started to make my email list focus and making newsletters a focus. So what I did is I started experimenting with the themes. So I broke up a month because I did weekly. Now there's no right or wrong. You can do monthly, whatever works for you. And it really does depend on your industry um, and, and sort of what your audience is used to consuming as well. So definitely kind of make an assumption and test it. There is, you're just going to learn from this process. And you can also, one thing that I did a lot and is I created on Google Forms a simple survey, sent it out to my email list and asked them kindly to fill this out so I could understand what they preferred. And they they ticked weekly emails and certain topics they wanted to learn more about. These are so important to do every quarter because it just lets you allows you to sort of check in and see where your audience is at and see what they like because that is the point. They're going to open your emails if they like what you do, right? So that's the first kind of thing that I learned, obviously. And then I started to break up a month. So we say we have four weeks in a month, sometimes we have five. But I, I sort of went on a range of different topics that I would kind of touch on, like or different types of emails. One being educational, one being sort of more of a personal story, one being um, a, a promotion of a piece of content, and maybe one being like more of an offering. So what I do is each week has a different theme based on what is happening. So I started experimenting with that and really putting some energy on those newsletters. Now, they don't actually take me that long to write. I really enjoy writing them. It's sort of like amusing, as I said. Mine are amusing. And what I started to learn is within my subject line, okay, how can I, the subject line needed to be tailored to the theme of the newsletter. So if it was a personal story, I would use I. If it was a educational piece, I would use things like the xx tips to da 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 if it was a sales type of email or an offering i might ask a question because i'm asking them something that maybe they need so i started experimenting with these i started to make statements in my subject lines i started to use emojis and one thing i also did was i had in my subject my sub subject line now Kartra offers this maybe your platform doesn't some have like a sub line 
I did XX read time. So I always gauge how long based on the words, how long it'll take someone to read. So they know, okay, this is going to be a one minute read. I'll open it now or I might open it later. So you start to set expectations for your audience saying like two minute read, three minute read. They're like, oh, cool. I have three minutes. I can read this. And they open it, right? So that sort of um, byline or sub subject line became really important. And I started to utilize that to set expectations and to give a little sneak peek into the email. Now, if you don't have that, it'll show the first like few sentences of your email, of course, would be hey or whatever. So you want to make sure if that's the case, then your first line of your email is really powerful, right? And then, of course, no spam, making sure that the words that I was using weren't spammy. So I have in Kartra, there's sort of like a built-in one, but you can use a website, which I'll put in the show notes. And I'll talk about that when I go through the tips, but there's sort of like a subject line checker that you can check to make sure it's not using those spam words. Cause those spam words will mean you end up in someone's spam. And then of course they're not going to read it because they're not right. Another thing I started to do was to clean up my mailing list. So if anyone had unsubscribed, I deleted them, even though the numbers go down at times, or if they had been, you know, if their inbox was full or if my email was going to their spam, I was deleting those people only because it does impact your open rate and it tells, you know, every email server, if your open rate is low, you end up in more spam and then it's just like a cycle that never grows. So it's always being on top of it and sort of like making small changes while you can. And I learned that and I'm going to talk about all of those in sort of the strategy, but that was just what I was learning. I was putting more energy into my email list. And really that's what I set that intention and that's what I found was the biggest step was setting the intention to make a difference in that email list and to grow. That was a goal of mine was to grow it, to grow it and to increase it. So I just made all these small little tweaks and changes that made an impact over the course of this year. And then what happens is you build trust. So also when the email is of quality, so when my email was resonating with people, they're more likely to keep opening them, which is of course increasing your open rate because they're more frequently opening them and then more people start to open them because you start to build this trust with the email platforms as well, like the email servers. And then I just keep looking at the analytics and making changes. It wasn't obsessive, it was just every month, okay, these were the emails that performed really well. These ones didn't. Why? And just asking questions like, why didn't that work? Why? So that was the questions I keep asking. Why did this email not work? Okay, well, maybe it was because of this subject line. So what happens is when you look at your open rate and it's low, you can ask yourself why. If it's high, you can ask yourself why. And you can start to paint the picture of what is working and what isn't and then keep doing more of the same. What I found my own personal results were these things. Using I in my subject line sparingly because you want to create selfless content, but I just found people wanted to hear about my journey. Then of course, having those tips and, and those really powerful subject lines that really resonated with the pain points of my audience. So not only do they want to learn a little bit more about what I'm doing because everyone, we like to learn what people are doing. We, we really get inspired, but also they wanted to learn information, tips, and tricks from me. So I just blended that content. I did one week of that, one week of the other, and just started to alternate and, and really build themes. And now I really don't have any problems with finding inspiration of what I'm going to talk about, because also that is why having a content strategy is so important, because I have a strategy. So I know, okay, this week is about this topic. 
can I create an email around this or is there something else going on in my life that I wanted to create? The one thing I also do is make sure that my email list gets it first. I'm all for repurposing and maybe it's repurposing a concept, but I make sure that they, if it's going to go on social media, I make sure my email list will always get it first because they are like a more nurtured list and they have also taken the time to be in my space uh, and, and sign up to something. So these were my lessons. This is what I learned. I just, I set the intention that I wanted to increase my open rate because I knew email marketing was a powerful platform for me. I knew that I could connect with my audience. I get replies from there. So I really wanted to make the impact that my email list could have. So I just set that intention and then tried and tested and iterated and looked at the analytics. So you can do the same. You can totally build that and set that intention and continue to grow that open rate. So now my open rate is over 40%. So I am just like so happy that I've been able to do that because it was slowly decreasing. And I just felt like, oh my God, I've got this like list. And the beauty of it is it's a list of people that I do really know. And there's some that I don't know how they found me. And I can learn that through my email list. I can send out, you know, email marketing um, surveys. I can connect with them. I can sell them my offers. And I know it goes directly to their inbox, not just putting it on social media and hoping that um, they see it. And of course, we get lots of emails. So why would they open mine? And that's where the subject line becomes so important that you resonate with that. You make it personal. So that was my personal experience. And of course, if you want to see any benchmarks of your email marketing, I'll put in the show notes from MailChimp. They did sort of like a a benchmark of every industry and mine is a little bit higher. So uh, mine is higher than the 21%. So uh, being in marketing, but don't be hard on yourself if it's low. This is the process of iteration and being like, okay, this is my reminder. I need to focus on my email marketing more because it is a very aligned and nurtured list. So don't take that for granted. So I hope you can learn from my experiences. If you have any questions about my my journey with email marketing, uh, feel free to reach out on any socials and ask me. My inbox is open. I'm more than happy to send voice note and share more experiences. But I just thought it was really important for you to hear my journey because it's not always like good open rates, good statistics, good analytics. Like just because you work in a certain space like marketing doesn't mean your analytics are always amazing, right? And this is the process of marketing is always iterating, always learning and always growing. It's like the gym. You know, you have bad weeks at the gym where you feel like you're not making any progress. You might even have to go down on a weight or you don't run for as long. You don't, yeah, you just don't reach those goals. And there's some weeks where you absolutely kill it. It's just, it's how it is. It's life, unfortunately. It can't always be perfect. And that's why I said like setting those expectations was really important for me to go like, okay, this is the industry standard. And yes, of course we want to be above average, but this is the expectation. So I want to run through like the 15 kind of like tips that I have that might really help you. Some are short and some are a little bit longer. But the number one, first one is, yes, yeah, setting and putting a plan for your email structure because it's just your newsletter structure. This just really helps you plan out what your subject lines are going to be and how to make the most impact on those subject lines. It's like, okay, one week is promotional, one week, and you can use my four pillars. One week is inform, which is to promote. One week is to educate, which is to educate. One piece, one um, is to engage, you know, bring your audience into the conversation. And one is fun behind the scenes, what we're up to. You can do that four weeks, right? Four weeks in a month. I know we have 4.33. 
Uh, but you know, maybe you go back and you just continue that process, but plan that out because that'll help you have really impactful subject lines, right? It'll help you really start to plan out what they're going to be. You know, if you're doing a fun piece, maybe it's I or we, or I think I is always, even if you are like a product-based business or, you know, you have the, I I still speak as Mariah, you always really want to have like the person, um, the co-founder, the founder, the CEO emailing people. It's just more impactful and people connect with that more. Number two is know the pain points of your audience and create content on those. So your subject lines really hit that pain point hard and fast, right? You want to speak to that pain point and play around with your subject lines. You're not going to get it perfect every time. So just like that is why you play around with it and see what works. And this is the process. The third one is to set clear expectations because our time is precious. So you want to make sure that the subject line really hits the benefits of what your email is going to be about. Just make sure that your audience understands what they're getting. Like, you know, when it's like a newspaper article, we know what we're getting from the headline and we were like, oh, I want to learn what, what is going on. I want to, It's like a blog article with any headline, anything we see on Google. We want to make sure that that really sets the expectation. And then, of course, within the email, you give more and more and more. It is like having a hook. You want to think, what is my hook? Your subject line is your hook. And you want to make sure, of course, that your um, the, the subject line and the email matches. So you're not just like, you know, making an assumption or making a big statement and then not delivering it in the email. And as I mentioned before, I put in the, time, the minutes of what people would expect to read that in. Um, if you have the byline, definitely utilize that to say XX minutes to read. You know, if you put your um, email into Grammarly or something like that, it'll tell you how many minutes it should take to read. But I just kind of go like just roughly like, okay, it's 300 words. It's a three minute. It's 100 words. It's a one minute. So you kind of go like that. The fourth one is don't mislead. And this is like setting the clear expectations. You're not going to say like the, the secret source to building an online business and then within it you don't talk about that at all because you want to build trust the more people that open your email the better the, the more those email servers know that your email is trustworthy so do not mislead the people opening it number five is keep it short and snappy so um your email in general and there was a stat by dot digital that nearly 50 percent of all emails are now open on mobile so this really shows that like you have to write engaging subject lines because they're only going to show a smaller amount of your subject line in an email. And of course, yet smaller space, less to work with, right? So you probably have four or five words before your subject line is going to be cut off. You just want to make sure that the first four to five words are very strong in your subject line. Otherwise, people might not open it. So best practice is around 17 to 24 characters long which would boost your open rates because it's like really punchy and getting to the point. And especially people opening on mobile, we know mobiles are smaller screens, less likely to see than if you're opening it on your computer. So just keep that in mind when you are creating your subject lines. The next one is to make it personal. You can add people's name in the subject line or hey, or something like that. That's like, oh, people like, oh, someone said my name in the subject line. Of course, don't overdo it. Don't do it every time. Use it sparingly. But make it personal, make it really personal to that person so that they think you are talking directly to them. You know, we, we know that, we know we wanna keep it personal. Number seven is emojis. Um, 
I, I saw a stat from Campaign Monitor that 56% increase in unique open rates from using emojis. But of course, uh, make them appropriate to your brand, um, make them work for your brand and don't like overdo it. So it just, I think it just captures attention in the mailbox. Like, oh, you know, and it makes it more casual and more, and it does bring in some personality to it, which is number eight, personality. Make it how you would talk to that person in your subject line. Like, you know, something, obviously depending on your brand, you don't want to, you have to go to your brand values, but bring some personality into your subject line. Make it a bit cheeky, make it a bit fun, how you would talk. So they're like, you know, they know your email is super relatable to if you were talking to them on camera, on Instagram stories or something like that. Like keep it, bring your personality into your subject line. And number nine is, yeah, monitor what emails are being opened and why. Always ask why. Okay, cool, that one got 50%. Why? Why that one? What happened? Was it the day? Was it the, you know, even looking at that, the day people are opening it, the day, like always ask why and just make little notes, make little assumptions and test those assumptions. You might not always know the answer, but it is up to you to test. Number 10, ask questions, you know, ask questions in your email, captivate like, oh, what is the answer to that question? Like, do you dot, 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 dot whatever, ask questions. Number 11, numbers in your email, you know, the four things you need to know right now about marketing. As I said, use these sparingly. That's why it's really important to have that email structure set out because you can go, okay, this one's a tip. We're going to use numbers. This one's an engagement post. We're going to use questions. This one's a story. I'm going to use I, you know, and that's when we can use that like personalization and things like that. And that, and really having that structure really does allow you to play around with those subject lines and mix it up. That's number 12. It's just like make sure you mix it up and you don't keep it repetitive all the, all the time because people, you know, yes, whilst we want to use what works, we also want to find other things that work too so that it is. And, and we do want to build habit with people, but we build habit from like we send an email out every Thursday at 11 a.m. Or we send out one a month on this date. That's where you keep it consistent but you obviously don't want the subject line to be the same all the time because that one works. Maybe the formula works, um, but it's just about mixing it up. And and when I, number 13 was when I said, you know, use personalization, use it sparingly. Don't have their name in every email because they just, they're going to know like, oh, here we go again. Unless your emails are amazing and everyone loves to read them. Like, of course you want to create amazing emails, but you just, you want to make sure that it's not repetitive all the time. And number 14 is spam. So making sure you don't use words in your subject line that set off spam triggers, you know, free. I mean, free, I think, depending on what it is, but you have to be careful, right? 50% off everything, you know, some some can set off spam triggers. So there's a website in the show notes, but it's called sendcheckit.com forward slash email dash subject dash line dash tester. So um, try that, put your words in and see, unless your email marketing platform has an inbuilt one, which is amazing because then of course it will tell you whether it's setting off um, spam filters. Number 15 is test, always, always test it. And now you have sort of some ideas that you can do. You've got some things you can try, start testing them, okay? In a four week period, I'm gonna try 
this day, this, 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 and this, this day, I'm going to try emojis, this day, I'm not like, and then just like note down, it's like a little experiment, like a science experiment. And you can just start noting down the results. It doesn't have to take any extra work. Just every time you do your email, go, okay, this day, no emojis, this day, emojis, this day, I in the subject line, this day, you in the subject line, and just start seeing what works. Of course, you want to do it over a certain amount of time. So like you might do it over a course of a three month period, try four different types of email subject lines with different one with emojis, one with I, one with you, one with, um, you know, different things. And then over the three months, test, see what works. And then just, but you're always going to be testing. There's always going to be things that work, things that don't, and you just have to keep adapting and, and reviewing the process. And that's why having a measurement plan or a day in the month, in the quarter, whatever it is to sit down and look at your numbers is so important and very underest, like undervalued, underrated, all of the things like, because we don't know what we don't test and we don't experiment with. So that is why I host this workshop. And I really want to help you make those assumptions, test those assumptions, learn more because you learn more about your audience from this space, right? What I do every month is every time I look at my numbers, I then make some tests. Like I'm making the assumption that this didn't work because of this. Okay, next month I'm going to try this and I write the test down and then I test it and then I make the assumption or make the um, sort of see the results at the end. Like, okay, that didn't work. So let's try something new. Or actually that did work. I was right. So you always want to make assumptions and test and see if you're right. It's like a science experiment, right? You have like a hypothesis and the, anyway. But let me know how you go with this testing process. Um, I'll put some resources in the show notes if you want to learn more about your email marketing. But it could be something that you want to focus on. It could be a goal for you. So let's make it happen. Let's start doing it instead of like, oh, I'll try that. And like just tiny, 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 tiny experiments that you can make. Of course, if you have a low click rate, I'm still experimenting with my click rate. Um, so maybe I do some more experiments and do a podcast on how to get more clicks in your emails. I think that would be a really good second edition to this email, uh, to this podcast. Uh, I'm still experimenting with that. Um, but I made heaps of experiments with my emails and it is really paying off and I'm loving. And when, of course, when we get results and things, we love to do it, right? So I'm loving creating these emails. It's super fun. It really doesn't take me that long. Um, if you're not a writer, it still doesn't matter. You can experiment with different things. You can put videos in your emails. You can do all sorts of different things to make it more unique to you. But that's it. Be a content queen or king. And remember that developing your strategy and story develops your business. Thank you so much for joining me today. And please don't forget to share this with all your business and entrepreneurial friends. Produced by adding it to your Insta stories and tagging me at Content Queen Mariah or just simply tell them about it. If you rate and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, it'll help me get this podcast out there and share my message. Follow me on Instagram, connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know any topics you want me to talk about in the future. I'm all yours. Have an amazing week. We've got brand new content for October. I've had some awesome podcast interviews. So, so excited to share them. I've got podcasts all about sharing your voice and having confidence in what you share online. We have more about Facebook ads, something that I'm learning at the moment, which has been a really fun experience. And we have branding, visual branding, 
on more things. It's, it's going to be a huge October and I've got so many amazing guests lined up. So stay tuned. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.